You are listening to the Dark Corner Podcast with DJ Evil Dave and Starfleet Lieutenant Junior Drake, Brandon Jacoba. Hello, listener, and welcome to the Dark Corner Podcast's special report from FanX 2021, formerly Salt Lake Comic Con, until there was a lawsuit instituted by San Diego Comic Con for use of the name, even though there's a New York Comic Con, a Dublin Comic Con, etc., etc., etc. There's a bit of a hubaloo, hullabaloo, hullabaloo, over use of the name because of kind of questionable advertising tactics by Salt Lake Comic Con, having sent basically a car advertising Salt Lake Comic Con and kind of ruffling some feathers. So it is now the Fan Expo, but it is one of the largest conventions of its kind here in Salt Lake City, devised by Dan Farr and Dan Farr Productions, realizing that in Utah there are quite a number of nerds. I think they even did a study for who was the nerdiest state in the Union, and Utah won by like a mile. There's lots of people with nerdy interests here in Utah. Fans of DC, of Marvel, of Dungeons and Dragons, video gaming, various television franchises, classic and new, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, the whole kitten caboodle. Very nerdy state we live in, rather. So the convention reflects that. We have photo opportunities, celebrity row where you can get autographs, there's professional cosplayers. Various vendors for geeky-themed candies and accoutrements such as water bottles, patches, collectible toys. We have the Artist's Alley, sword vendors, various clothing like steampunk and leather goods, gaming places selling like retro and current video games, plus tabletop stuff, board games. Places that make custom dice, dice bags, and then off the convention floor you have the various conference rooms where there'd be panels about celebrities and their experiences on set of whatever shows they're on, as well as experts in their various fields such as Star Trek or fantasy and science fiction writing. So it's an all-inclusive convention, even with a little kids' convention off for the younger tykes to enjoy. So what you're about to hear is our experience over the full three days. Well, some of them are abbreviated for reasons we'll get into, but yeah, we attended all three days of Venex 21. I have left in the 
road and engine noises for this to mostly preserve the quality of our voices in the audio, but it should also provide a sense that you're in the car with us as we're taking a road trip back and forth from Salt Lake City to Ogden, Utah. Yeah, so you should feel like you're just in the backseat listening to us or what have you. And it's in the long tradition of road trip type podcasts, like when Sawbones did a crossover with Ono, Ross, and Carrie and went to one of the mystery holes in West Virginia. Or when Creeping with Armstrong would do a road trip podcast. Or when Staggering Stories, the long-running Doctor Who podcast, would go to some kind of special Who event and they'd all climb in the car together and record segments. There is also Karen Kilgariff's other podcast than My Favorite Murder, Do You Need a Ride, in which they would record a podcast while picking other comedians up from the airport. So this is a long tradition of road trip style podcasts, so it should seem familiar to anyone who might have listen to quite a number of other podcasts so i guess we'll get into it and i'll come back at the end to play us out on a dark track that i haven't completely decided on yet but one that is related to just the convention experience so take it away us hello one and all and i hope this is recording it seems to be But yes, we are on our way to Fanex, September 2021. It's a miracle. Yes, we had weighed the options of whether we wanted to go to the convention or not, being a pandemic and all. And they were really late coming with their COVID protocols. They waited till the week before the con. Yeah, but they're going to be testing temperatures. Everybody's supposed to be masked up and then we're double vaxxed. So all the precautions. Yep. So hopefully people will follow protocol or face consequences. Yeah, well, they they gave a list of what is not appropriate mask wearing. Yeah, which is like below the nose. Yeah. <laughs> has to cover the nose and secure under the chin. Has mm-hmm. to fit tight to the face. No holes in it. Yeah. No whatever they call those gaiters. or has to be an actual mask. Yes. Yep. So we've got our masks. I even brought a backup one in case I had a strap malfunction. <laughs> so I've had that happen before with the uh, strap to a mask snap. Oh dear. Yeah. But not with this particular design, have you? No, I have not. Well, there you go. It should be no. good. Oh, uh, what are you looking forward to for today, Thursday, the lighter day? Yes, I, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting Adam Savage of Mythbusters fame and Savage Builds. I wonder if he's going to do more Savage Builds. That would be really cool because I like that show. Yes, it's very cool. So, I look forward to that. Uh, and then just looking forward to uh, walking through all of the vendors and Artist Alley and whatnot. Yep. See if you can find some uh, Spock, uh, Beardy Spock art. <laughs> if, if nothing else, just Ethan Peck Spock. I had something done on me just earlier today before we had set out as if there's any art for Le Fong of the Dead or Alive video game series. 
because that would be like a rare find. Well, of course it's going to be a rare find because that's how you operate. Yes, and that's why I don't usually end up buying much is because I'm like, okay, I need this specific thing and it has to be from this specific era. <laughs> yeah, it's, and the chances of you finding that at a con are not high. No, they're not. But there's other fun things, you know, there's usually some kind of crafty person or sculptor or something that uh, might draw my eye. Well, come to think of it, you didn't get the mug, did you? I did not. I thought you did because you were in the other room and I thought maybe you had grabbed the mug. The mug is in the were... kitchen. No, you were in the kitchen. You were doing something. I think maybe washing out. Yeah, I was putting water in my bottle. Yeah, and so I thought you had Done. No, I told you to get the mug. Uh, did you? <laughs> Why don't I remember hearing that? That's eh, okay. I just realized that I put my backpack face down and I hope my water bottle's not leaking. Oh, that would be bad. That would be very bad. Well, I don't know. Do I need to like reach back and check things or something? Yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> okay, do I need to pause this so I can do that now? I think you should do that. Okay. So, it turns out it was leaking. Yep. I think it lost quite a bit of water. Ah, oh, hell. Yeah, it's about maybe half what it was. Oh, my goodness. So, I don't know where some of that water went. <laughs> I don't either. I hope it didn't soak into your backpack. Well, I hope it didn't soak into my comics on the floor. Oh, shit. I think that's on the other side, isn't it? It's on this side. Okay. Oh. Oh, I'm reaching, I'm reaching, I'm reaching. You're uh, on the very bottom. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any water cool. there. Cool. Excellent. So, it's kind of hard because that's a bit of a reach for me. I'm but wondering it's, if it's actually in the pocket that, that, yeah. that was in. Yeah, it's very wet right there where where he would put it. I have to pour it out when we get stopped. Ah, uh, smoke oh, everywhere. Doing construction or something, so there's kind of dust in this area. Doing uh, construction or something, yes. This construction has been going on for almost two years. Yeah, but it seemed like it was on the other side of the traffic wall where the dust was coming from. Yes, well. <sighs> in any case, we have not had the best start to this day. No, we're a little late because I had cooked our lunch too late. <laughs> so we ate late and that just slowed us down. And we wanted to pick up your comic books too. Yeah. And you gave me the guided tour. That took a little longer. Yep. But that's uh, okay. There's somebody going to Fan X right now, I bet. They have a Dungeons and Dragons dragons decal on their window. They have the Rebel Alliance logo on mm. their, their window. I bet that's where they're headed. I've got five Star Trek stickers on the car. Yeah. Everybody can tell I'm a nerd wherever I go. Yep. So it's kind of fun to see other vehicles on the road on route. Yeah. Every once in a while you'll see it. Sometimes it's like very clear as it's one of the cars they're you know taking for display or it's the one of the food trucks going to the event something mm -hmm. like that yeah yeah uh there's an author you want to see is that today as well or do you want to i don't know if she's there today i'd have to check the schedule and i can't do that while right. i'm driving okay yeah we can check that 
So it should be a lighter day because I don't think they sell as many tickets for the Thursday because it's an abbreviated day. Yeah. And because people have a harder time getting two days off of work than just one. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday's a weird day to request off. You know, Friday kind of makes sense because you just lump it in with the weekend. Yeah. And we don't do Sundays here because Mormons. Because Mormons. Yeah. So they don't have the con open on a Sunday. This guy's slowing us down what? with his cowboy hat. What is he doing? I don't know. He's driving very slow for freeway speeds. Well, he was driving faster before. Yeah. Is he just trying to piss me off? I don't know. He's in an F-150, so probably? Hmm. Well, that's okay. As soon as I get a chance, I'll pass him. Yeah. Some of those trucks you'd expect a Trump flag to be flying behind. Yeah. <laughs> He's also... He's uh, weaving. He's weaving. He's driving slower. He's weaving. I, I, I think he's not paying... He's on his fucking phone. Oh, he's on his freaking phone. Yeah. I'm getting out of this. Uh, hands free, dude. Yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a phone in his hand. He's just chatting away, driving one-handed. There is never a reason to have a phone in your hand while you're driving. wonder where he was on January 6th. Because mm. they're, with the way car systems are now, even if you have an older car that you can't connect your phone to, every cell phone has a speaker option. Yep. There is no reason for you to have a hand on your phone while you're driving. Period. Nope. And having, like, I've seen people driving with the phone to their ear, they're holding it with their shoulder. Yeah. That's not better. No. That's worse. And you know that phone's going to slip. Yeah, there, there's no excuse for doing that. There's yeah. no excuse. There's no excuse for texting while driving either. Boy, he's a ways back there now, too. Yeah. Whew. Glad we're rid of him. Yeah. Good riddance mm. to bad rubbish. All of that, yeah. Oh, you think that covers our anticipations for today? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, just Adam Savage and Wander the Vendors and yep. the Artists. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll uh, speak more on this when the day is done. Yep. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And together we're the hosts of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. What does that mean for you, the podcast consumer? Well, it means that you're going to get a lot of stories about how we used to do weird stuff to people in order to try to fix them. Do you know that we used to think diseases were caused by bad smells? And that we used to eat mummies for medicine? That's super funny. I kind of like well, thanks, and we hope you'll kind of like our show, Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. It's available every Friday wherever fine podcasts are sold or at its beautiful, picturesque home at MaximumFun.org. All right. Yeah. All right. We're uh, done with day one, mm -hmm. uh, returning after a rather harrowing way onto our exit ramp. Uh. Yeah, they had to slow down as there's nighttime uh, lane closures because of construction. So they were putting out the barrels, so everybody had to slow down for that. Well, the people who weren't turning around other people and then speeding through. 
But uh, yeah, it was a bit crazy getting out of Salt Lake as it usually is. Yeah, next time we're going through town, I am not getting on the freeway. Nope. Yeah, there's still crazy people around us, but it's better than it was. And there's some fresh paint on the freeway, so that helps. Seriously, that guy had to pass me and almost miss his exit because he couldn't wait two seconds to get there later. Yep. Dick. Uh, but anyhow, I think we had a really productive Thursday, which is usually the way it goes. We get yep. a lot done on the first day of con, even though it's a short day. Mm-hmm. Managed to pull off pretty much everything we set out to do and then some. Yeah. And then came up with ideas for what to do later that we can check off in the advancing days. Indeed. Yes. Uh, so first thing was a pit stop at the restroom. Yep. <laughs> Though you did find a great parking spot before that. I did. I, we got so lucky. Yeah. Just parked next to the sidewalk we take to get to you know the corner of the street so we can get to the convention center so really close and easy to get out of too once we got back oh yeah so you know quick in quick out definitely yeah I already saw some convention goers are on our way in including a lady that did her first ever cosplay with a television on her head which is fun Yes. <laughs> uh, a lot of people were following the mask mandates. Not uh, enough. Not, not enough people. There are people just out and out blatantly violating it by not wearing a mask at all. And nothing was done about it. So it's about what I expected. Yeah. Well, and there were people that were wearing inappropriate masks. Like they're, they were already said, no, gators are not acceptable. And I saw at least 10 people wearing gators. Yeah. And again, nothing done about that. Well, that we saw. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't get stopped by fan, fan like X volunteers. personnel yeah. saying, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You either have to have this kind of mask or you need to leave. Maybe that happened and we just never saw it. We never saw it, no. I never saw anybody uh, confronted about not wearing a mask or wearing it below their nose or anything like that. Uh one time we didn't actually wear our masks was during our little snack break where we had uh, some kind of hard pretzels. Yeah, not great pretzels. Yeah. A little hard, a little overdone. Yep. And we had some just drinks with it. Not a fountain drink or anything. Just straight up drink. Yeah, they don't seem to be doing fountain drinks this time. No. And I'm sure it's a COVID thing. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to have the twist top, though, to take the yes. drink with you if you don't finish it. Indeed. So, yeah, it's not helpful having uh, construction lights in your eyes, either. You know, it's not as bad as the ones we passed on our way out of town. No, no, it was pretty bad. Like, just blinding light in your eyes as you're trying to get out of town. Um... So, yeah, good parking spot. Uh, checked our temperature on the way in. They had, like, basically a palm reader to check your temperature. You just wave your hand over it and it tell you what your body temp was. And we had the exact same body temperature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, check in with our wrist bracelet things. And uh, 
Yeah, then a pit stop to the restroom. No, no, we had the bag check. Oh, we had a bag check. And I had an empty bag. You had your backpack. A quick look. Make sure we didn't have any weapons or anything like that or what have you. And uh, then pit stop at the restroom. And then we uh, headed to Celebrity Row. Yes, and it was a very long walk because it's as far as away from things as you could possibly be. Yeah, so we walked through the bleacher setup that they have. We walked past a few vendors, uh, a few uh, eateries, you know, snack stands, and then made our way to Celebrity Row and found that the Adam Savage one, he was not there, but was scheduled to return within about, what, 20 to 30 minutes, they say? Mm-hmm. And we were the first ones there. Yep. So, yeah, we brought out our portable chairs, sat down, and just kind of chatted and waited. You played some Star Trek game on your phone. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we waited for him to show up, and some VIPs got through before we did, but there weren't that many of them. About what a group, group of or five groups, whatever you want to call that. <laughs> yeah, I think there was more than that. Yeah, five whatever. separate groups of people. Yeah, something like that. Might have been seven. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got to meet him and talk to him briefly. Got a signed autograph. kind of early in the day too so everybody was not exactly high energy quite yet <laughs> I guess well, not making a whole lot of noise yeah it was he was really cool I yeah. really enjoyed meeting him um, too bad it had to be under COVID restrictions but uh, I'd rather meet him that way than not at all yeah so it was nice he said that you know, we talked about Mythbusters a little bit, talked about Savage Builds, and he says, yeah, I just can't do that anymore. It's too hard on my body. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, we get that. Yeah, but there might still be television in his future, just not that. Yeah, he's he's working on some stuff. Yeah. So. Just not, like, heavy engineering stuff. Yeah. Because, man, that Iron Man suit, that was, that was hard. Yeah. That was so much work. Yeah. So, I totally get that. But it was just really, it was really fun for me. Really enjoyed it. Uh, we hit up some uh, art booths. Saw Rob Pryor there. There was, oh, I forget the name of the first guy we came to. His name was Jason something. I've got his card in it's my like purse. like Taylor, I want to say? Something like that. Yeah, but we spotted his prints and they were really good likenesses beautiful likenesses and he did really interesting things with like backgrounds or just how he would fade out into you know the edges of the image yeah so it wasn't like crisp outlines it just kind of fade and so the image was kind of shrouded in some mist in some places and then come into sharp realization around like facial features and stuff like that and we spotted two must-haves for you. One being, of course, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Over the years, you know, the even the young Steve being kind of down in the bottom par- portion of it. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Agent Carter there. And then there was a, a Falcon there. Mm-hmm. And 
so you got and I think some... Bucky was in there yeah too. Bucky was there too that's right yeah. Winter Soldier so it's kind of like all the well technically it, like in the comics Bucky has been Captain America hasn't been Captain America on screen but uh, in the comics he has so you know it's kind of like all the Captain Americas because Peggy also in What If was sort of well she wasn't Captain America was she but anyway I'm just saying all of those things kind of were possible other versions. Oh yeah, there are the all possible possibilities of who would carry the shield. Yeah. So that's interesting. I did think about that. So yeah, you had you had Falcon Winter Soldier, you know, Bucky Barnes, you had Agent Carter and you know young Steve Rogers and then you had Cap himself all in this kind of montage image, you know, collage. And uh, with the map of Brooklyn behind Yeah. Him. Oh that's so it's so beautiful. And there was a similar one done with uh, Spider-Man with Queens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could get them as mirror images. But instead of the that one, you got a Chuck one, which is kind of nice, deep cut. He was phasing out some of his older stuff. Or no, that was Rob Pryor, wasn't it? Yes. That he was phasing out his other stuff. Because Rob Pryor was our first purchase from our first ever Fan X. Yes. Very when, much. Way back when it was Salt Lake Comic Con. He was the first table we came to, and we just fell in love with his art. And he had a lot of Universal Monster stuff back then, and I picked that up. And he had a really good deal where you could get six prints for sixty bucks, so ten dollar, ten dollars a print. Those and these are like um, the big ones. Yeah, these are good, like decent poster size prints. I mean, these aren't like small little, you know. Eight by eight and a half by eleven, or whatever weird uh, measurement he does for his smaller prints. I mean, it's a weird measurement. It's not standard. It's like the British A four or whatever A two, whatever you want to call it. It's A four. A four, yeah, A four paper, yeah, different size. But yeah, uh, we got some bigger posters, and uh, I found me a Matrix one I really liked. Thirteen by nineteen. That's thirteen the size. by nineteen. Yeah. And there was a Bruce Lee I liked. There was a Crow too, but uh, I don't think that was part of the it was, deal. Though. And you found you some really great stuff as well. They he had a Moon Knight. He had a Moon Knight. Oh my God, I love Moon Knight. There was the I guess they're the Defenders or the Ooh. Marvel Knights, whatever you want to call them. The, yeah. The Netflix Marvel series people all in a. a, a collage as well. Yeah. Uh, Luke Cage and what's his ass, Danny and <laughs> oh, Iron Jessica Fist. and uh and uh fuck. Um Daredevil. Daredevil, yes. The first one that they did. Yeah. Um got your Harley Quinn and usually you're not a Harley Quinn person but because oh, Margot, Margot Robbie Ro- she won me over yeah both in the second Suicide Squad movie and the Birds of Prey movie Birds of Prey did it for me yeah just really enjoy her performance and so I had to get that it's a really good likeness of her and because her skin is so pale with you know that, that face paint that she just blends into the white background and so it's a really cool image well that's actually the color of Harley Quinn's skin now yeah it's not face paint. Oh, it's kind of like the same way the Joker was made. Exactly. Harley Quinn was made. Exactly. Yeah, so it's actually like the toxic, 
toxicity of her skin or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's just her skin color. Boy, we're going to be home before we're done. <laughs> uh, oh, I know it's a big day. Thursday's always the, the big day for us. Yep. Uh, we went by the droid builders and all the Star Wars people to see if your sister was there and then ended up running into her later anyway. Yeah, you saw her before I did. Yeah, I just saw, hey, that looks like your sister and Phil and they're marching a droid around. So I went over and she hadn't seen me with the long hair. I was like, well, this is new. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she looks great. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah. She looks great. I haven't seen her in person in like a year and a half. Yeah, so you guys had a nice hug. Yes, we had a hug. And complained about people and their mask protocol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was fun catching up there. Uh, oh, and then we went to this really cool panel on writing science fiction and fantasy series. And there were some big hitters on that panel. Yep, Kevin J. Anderson, Peter David, um, I forget the other people, but like almost all of them I knew. Yeah. Like nine, I think, I think there's only, like there were two women, one of which was Melinda Snodgrass, who I was really there for her. Uh-huh. I hadn't paid attention to who else was on the panel. I was just there for her. And the woman who was next to her, I did not know her. I had not heard of her before. But everyone well, else I yeah. heard of. She seemed kind of new compared to the rest oh, of them. Because yeah, yeah. some of them have written like 170 books and she's written five. Well, she's, you know, just getting into the game. Yeah, she wrote a trilogy and a duology. And, you know, she had really good advice, though, about, you know, how to write a second book. And she's like, yeah, I wanted to study up on it because I wanted to write the best second book ever. Because, you know, ambition. And there's just nothing available. So she just went a deep dive into studying Empire Strikes Back because it's like one of the best sequels ever. Mm -hmm. best, best middle story. Yeah, best, best middle story. And trying to figure out how that worked and why that worked. And, you know, it's all about mirroring your first story and then also raising the stakes and, and making it darker and, you know, ruining your lead character's life briefly yeah because <laughs> the middle bit is usually the darkest bit it's the uh dark night of the soul i think they call it yeah. and as a dungeon master i was taking some lessons from him because running a DD campaign is like doing a fantasy series mm -hmm. where you're telling different story arcs to continue the campaign it's like, okay, we completed that chapter, now to the next one. And sometimes there's books within a campaign. Okay, this is the, like, long arc of this story. We complete that, then what? And the advice is to have an ending in mind. I really took that to heart. Mm -hmm. It's like, you need a direction to go. Because there's another creative project I have in mind that I have no ending for and that might be partly why I struggle with it is like where is this going I have no direction I don't know where all this is going to end up so if you have an ending in mind and this was like good screenplay ideas is you want to know what the ending is and then yeah. write towards it yeah and that's what Melinda Snodgrass does because she's She's been a screenplay writer. She has written many screenplays. Yes. Um, one of which was for Star Trek. And she... <laughs> she actually used to be a lawyer. 
and then she got better. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was her work. She was a delight. <laughs> yep. She was a delight. Oh yeah, and we hit her up after uh, the panel, so you could get some books and mm-hmm. have them signed by her. And yeah, had her share her favorites and you know why she likes the book, and so you know helped you select what to start with. Yes. So it's like, yeah, this is a story. It's what Bridgerton meets Star Wars, I think she said. That is what she said. (laughs) So it's like hot, sexy romance in a kind of sci-fi space opera world. It's like, well, that's, you know, right up your alley. But it's also following these characters through their whole lives. They meet in their 20s. Next book is their 30s and their 40s and their 50s. There's five books in all. The series is finished. I bought, well, I wanted to buy a variety. She also has a great uh, series where it's a lawyer working in a vampire law firm. Uh (laughs) I bought that one too. And then, of course, she's been working on this uh, series called Wild Cards for years. I think she said there's like 26 books now. Jesus. And she's work. She's working with George R. R. Martin. They've known each other for years, and it's the same group that also produced people like Ty Frank and Daniel Abramson, yep. who are the writers of the Expanse novels <laughs> and uh-huh. you know producing this series. Yep. And just it's so weird how all of these things intersect. Yeah, it's like how she was talking to the Expanse folks about having an ending in mind. Mm-hmm. It's like know where you're going to end up and then yeah right towards that and the whole thing about having too many characters talking to JR it's like starting to kill them off because you can't keep them all straight so you want to like trim it down so you know you can follow the story and there was great advice by the I don't remember his name but he was the guy who was moderating yeah his name was Brendan yeah, he's... Oh, now I've lost my Brendan train of thought. Sanderson? Sanderson? I want to say. Oh, got stuck on his name and now can't remember what he's going to say about him. I'm Shit. sorry. Fuck. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he he had a great point and now I can't remember what it was. God damn it. <laughs> Shit. It'll come, oh, it'll come back oh, to Oh, fuck. I, uh, yeah, and I'm also concerned because we're coming up to McDonald's and we're going to stop and get something to eat. I'm going to have to pause this. and Yeah. Uh, I guess we could talk more tomorrow morning on our way down about the rest of today if we remember because there's other things we did and we we tend to do that anyway forget about something we we did the day before yeah so uh i guess stop here and we'll inform you more about things on the start of day one tomorrow i guess day Day two. two god Dang it. Except it's not going to be the start of day two, per se, because we have to go to a wedding first. Yeah, but they're still driving to the wedding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll deal with that tomorrow. We're almost at McDonald's, so I'm signing off now. Do you think it's okay to finish someone else's food? Do you have a fight with your friend over whether or not he should wear his Phillies garb to a Colorado Rockies game? Does your wife want to keep a chamber pot in her art studio? If so, please do not write in to Judge John Hodgman. I heard all those cases already. Judge John Hodgman is the show where I, John Hodgman, adjudicate disputes between real people calling in over the Internet, and I tell them who is right and who is wrong over such important issues as, is a machine gun a robot, and is it okay to go through the garbage at the Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage? Veil of Jesse Thorne rounds out the cast for a fun-filled podcast of judgment and justice. 
kind of two of the same thing, actually. Judge John Hodgman, take a listen if you do not mind. I order it. Come visit the courtroom. It is open to all and located at MaximumFun.org. All right, we're back on the road for the start of day two, and we were a little way late by a piece of the car falling off. <laughs> it's, it's not a critical thing that it's fell not. off. Don't make it sound like it's done bad. It's just a covering under the front end of the car, you know, just like undercoating kind of thing. Yeah, somehow it got fractured, and we think last night when we heard a weird sound that that was what happened was one piece of it came off. Yeah. And then we didn't know that there was a problem until this morning when we were backing out of the driveway. I mean, we didn't hear anything dragging or anything. Nope. Yeah, we were backing out and it came down and caught on the lip of a bit of uh, concrete and then kind of popped loose and so I had to saw the rest of it off because they didn't have it screwed on. They had some kind of weird plastic tab stuck in there so... I basically had to saw the tab in half, which didn't take much time. So no, that was really fast. That's yeah, a good saw. I just saw, 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 and cut through the little plastic tab thing and cut that corner off. And so now that piece is sitting in the garage. <laughs> yep. And we are on our way to a wedding. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm all dressed up. I'm going to cosplay today, too, as a the Riddler, so... Yeah, I just figure might as well, you know, continue with suit pieces, you know, or dress clothes pieces anyway, not full-on suit, but, you know, dress clothes, and just use that as an opportunity to do a little cosplay. Yeah. Even got a mask that arrived yesterday, so just in the nick of time. Yeah, it was supposed to arrive, like, at least a week ago. Yeah. And the thing is, is that we got it from Tee Public. And I must say that they are really on top of things uh-huh. because they said, oh, we've noticed that, the, what is this guy This doing? guy is driving down the middle of the road. Pick a lane, dude. Yeah. What he is doing? driving down the middle of the freaking lane. You can see the lines clearly, uh, mister. He was riding on where the asphalt patch was. Wow. No, follow the lines. Yeah, he was going where it was paved and, and you know, newly paved. Oh my god. And not god. where the lines were. Riding down the middle of the road. Unbelievable. Anyway. Yeah. Just people. So yeah, they uh, they sent an email saying, hey, we've noticed this hasn't shipped yet. We've contacted the seller for you, and they're going to get it out as soon as possible. We're really sorry. It should have been out by now. That sort of thing. So good job, T Public. Yeah, so I've got that to look forward to. I did, I think, remember what I was going to say that that moderator his point was mm-hmm. with starting a series is you want your first book to be a complete book you want you know beginning middle and end in one book and then build off that in your continuing series and expand on it so like how Star Wars is a complete story on its own mm-hmm. you don't really need Empire Strikes Back it's just when you have it it expands that universe and you learn more about the characters and that sort of thing. But you don't need it because the complete story is wrapped up in Star Wars. Yeah, well, there is a dangling thread because yeah. Darth Vader escapes. Yes, and so there is potential for continuing stories. Yes. But you need not necessarily have that. 
So yeah, you want your first book to stand alone. And that gives authors an opportunity, or the reader an opportunity to decide whether they want to continue or not. It's like, yeah, I like this story, I like how it wrapped up. So yeah, let's see what else this world has to offer. And then you can expand and deliver more which seemed to be the point everybody was making. He's like, yeah, the, the second book had, should have more. More stakes, more characters, more information. Yeah, and that's that's the thing with Melinda Snodgrass, is that because she's a screenplay writer, she doesn't write a story that she doesn't have an ending for. Right. And she does outlines, and every character is written in a different pin color. That was a nice tip, too, because she would look at the outline and realize when colors would drop off. It's like, and if there's so few colors, do you, do you really need that character? Yep. Can you just excise that character completely and not lose anything of the story? And if they drop off, it's like, maybe you should include them more? Maybe go back to them every once in a while so it's more balanced? Yeah. Lot, so much great advice during that. So much. Yeah. And that was just with them, uh, with, with Brendan coming up with the questions. Yep. Yeah, they only had time for one One question. audience question. Yeah, and it was, how do you balance multiple main characters? Which is a good question. It's, it's nice that we didn't end on, like, a, a bummer question or just a comment or something. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, what if your series has multiple leads? It's like, how do you deal with that? And they had various points, you know, maybe different points of view, different chapters seems to be the one a lot of people landed on is like s switch chapters depending on which character you're doing. Yeah. And and back and forth. That's what Jonathan Mayberry does. Uh huh. And the funny thing is is that uh, anything having to do with his number one main character which I'm speaking in the case of his series um, Joe, oh my god I can't remember his last name. Oh, brain fart. I hate brain farts. Yep. I'm really tired guys. <laughs> um Anyway, uh, he, he's, he tells, when that character is talking, it's in first person. Yes. We're seeing everything as he sees it. And then everyone else is in third person. Right. In the, in the following chapters. And every time he switches characters, he changes chapters. Which means that his books end up having like 130 chapters, even though they're a regular length book. And I don't have a problem with that. Well, that makes a fast read, because short chapters often do, because you could just pick it up and go through a chapter. It's like, okay, and then do I want another chapter, or set down, set down the book? Yeah, my problem with that is that when I get into his books, I usually can't put them down. Right. So, there is that. But yeah, it was, uh, I'm glad you remembered that point. Okay, so what haven't we talked about? Well, um, when we got out of the panel and we we're going to go to the Bard Tower, uh, we ran across this place that we're selling these dragons that would ride your shoulder because we saw someone earlier with one. You're like, oh no, don't show me that place. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> see that. But we saw that place anyway, and they make these lovely plushies, and they're actually kind of small backpacks in a way, too, because they have a little zipper pocket you can put stuff in if you want to. And there was this kind of Japanese fox kind of style one. It was a kitsune. It, yes. A kitsune? Kitsune. 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 Yes. Okay, right. Yeah, it was a kitsune. And so we picked one of those up for you because it was super soft to the touch. Very, very plush. And, uh, and 
just very fluffy. And then I had to find out his name. Yep, so we have, went to a Japanese name generator and would look through them until you found one you liked. <laughs> well, you were looking through it. You were just yep. telling me names. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. And we, and we decided on Kinzo. Yep, because I knew you wanted something short and pithy, you know. Yep. You didn't want some super long name. So, yeah, looking at shorter names and Kinzo was the one. Yes. Uh, looked through a few other vendors. Uh, came to a dice place. That was really cool. Yeah, we didn't talk about going to Bard's Tower, though. No. Oh, we didn't? I thought we did talk about you getting books by her uh, oh, last I, night. I guess we did. Yeah, and this... Did this... we talk about Carlos Ferra? No, we did not talk about Carlos Ferra. Or is it Ferro? Ferra. 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 Okay, yes. Double R's or uh, Star Trek dude. Who yeah. was sitting there at the uh, bar table and... Or bar tower. Yeah. And uh, is a voice actor, a, a top being a, a screen actor. I've heard him before. Um, he's been in things I played. Yeah. Yeah, video games like Gears of War he's in. And yeah, he's uh, talking Trek with us because he appeared in... Star Trek, so... He liked your shirt. Yeah, I had a disco shirt on, and he's, like, having, you know, Star Trek fans come up and ask him, like, in hushed tones, what do you think of Discovery? He's like, all Star Trek is good Star Trek. Any new Star Trek is good Star Trek. Mm -hmm. He's like, give me it all, no matter what. Yeah, he was so cool. Yeah. I really enjoyed talking to him, because I was still talking to Melinda while you were talking to him. Yeah, very personable, and I'm not, like, super dipped in Trek as you are so you probably would have recognized him more than I did. Oh I did recognize him once yep. I saw him I'm like wait I know this guy and I he was in Next Generation I can't remember the name of the episodes um, <laughs> you know today my brain yep. uh, finding those things but uh, I do remember him because he's one of the extras that had uh, well, guest star really because extras don't necessarily get lines but right. he had lines. Yeah. So, and he's still friends with everybody to this day. Oh, yeah. He's talking about behind-the-scenes thing with Frakes. Because the set for the Enterprise of Next Generation, it's, like, to scale. And all the rooms go off one another. And so you can go from the bridge to a hallway to a ready room. You know, it's all interconnected. So it's kind of funny where they did this really intense scene. I think it's the one where Riker thinks he's losing his mind? Is that the one? Uh, there's more than one of those. Yes. But yeah, he's... Uh, Frakes is having this intense moment, you know, uh, where he gets to basically monologue as he's losing his mind and... Yeah, and they yeah. were doing close-ups. So they cut, the camera gets in really close and and uh, Frakes says, Carlos, my ready room now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because Carlos was there, you know, to be something to play off of. But, yeah, after the scene and yeah, to my ready room, there's a big laugh on set. Mm -hmm. So, and that was day one of of them recording the episode, you know, the scene together for them. Yep. So, yeah, Carlos' first yeah. day on set, and that's the scene they recorded. Because television is weird like that. Yep. He's, uh, he's a really cool dude. Yeah. And he proclaimed that we were real Trek fans, real Trekkies. Well, you had everything. You had the Vulcan script, jewelry. You had your, you know, Discovery Spock shirt on. 
Well, Burnham's on there too, isn't it? Yep. She. So. She is indeed. Yeah. And then yeah. your Delta earrings. And my live long and prosper watch band, my live long and prosper ring, my etic ring, my earrings, um, my Delta earrings. Um, also, he is a really big lover of Pike. So yes. he's super excited for Strange New Worlds like I am. Mm-hmm. Why are we all going so slowly? And yeah. even referring to him as the dad. Yeah. Because <laughs> he is Space Daddy. He's, he's Space Daddy. Daddy Pike. Uh-huh. Everybody's favorite Space Dad. Yep. So that was a good moment. He did misgender me, which was funny because of my long hair. Well, he, it wasn't that he wasn't... He wasn't trying to misgender you. Yep. Because, you know, he said something to me and then... And I said, no, that's my husband. And so he started calling you they because he didn't want to offend. Yep. And I think that that was just really... That's not something people would normally do. Yeah, that's super cool. And I barely heard it, so I might be out of the loop. Yeah. I just heard you point out, oh, that's my husband. Yeah. So, you know, because you you can come across as very (laughs) non-binary. Yeah, yeah, it's the... Taoist thing of embracing the feminine principle. Yes, indeed. So, you know, the yin and the yang is you got to balance both. So, yeah, I can come off as being somewhere between the the two poles. Yep. Which is fine. It's like I wasn't offended or anything. It's oh, actually no, kind of whenever that happens, I kind of find it interesting. Yeah. It's like to have a goatee and somebody say "ma'am" right to my face. Yeah. Well, you had a mask on. He couldn't see the goatee. Yep. Nope. So, yeah, it was, uh, I thought it was adorable because I know that he was just doing his best to be respectful. Yeah, and I respect that. Yeah. So, I enjoyed just talking with him, so. Yeah, that's, that's like, I've had, I had three conversations with people about Star Trek, total strangers. Yeah. About Star Trek yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Yeah, because one of them, it was the one I was about to talk about, was yes. the dice place. Yes. Because you wanted to find a dice bag. You want your own unique, very cool dice bag. And we found exactly that. Yes, we did. And it was her design. Yeah. And her art. Because I wanted something that was just not typical. I wanted something that was related to, you know, me and role-playing and I found the perfect thing which was it was two wolf heads kind of in a yin-yang thing uh-huh. and one was white and one was black and my character Al she has a white wolf named Phaedra yep whom she adores and I adore yeah I cried when you gave me that wolf yeah it's like okay what animal companion would be perfect for you it's like that's got to be a white wolf a white she-wolf Yes, and uh, then also uh, when because Al is has druid as well, mm-hmm. she can shapeshift. Yep. And so when she shapeshifts, uh, she'll shapeshift into a black wolf. Go play with Phaedra. Oh yes. What she'll do if there's downtime somewhere is like, okay, I'm going off into the woods and we're gonna go play. Yep. So yeah, you'll turn into a use wild shape to become a black wolf. Yep. Oh, this guy needs to get over. Okay. I know. I know. I'm letting him in. I'm letting him in. Yep. See how I let him in? Yeah, because somebody got pulled over right around a turn. And, yeah, they want you to move over if a, if a cop's on the side of the road. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that 
If somebody puts their signal on, I'm going to let them in. Yeah. Because that's the whole reason of putting their signal on. Yeah, that's why you have an indicator, is to have other people allow you in. Yeah, people in Utah, though, see that as an invitation to cut you off. Yeah. Oh, you're trying to move over? Well, you're not going to get ahead of me. Yeah, it's like a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and we picked up upon your insistence a mystery box yes of dice of metal dice and what a score oh my god yes best mystery box ever Uh, there were two sets of black and gold metal dice one smaller than the other and so they're the same design just you know you have like a mini one and then you have the standard sized one and then there was one that were kind of chocolate colored Kind of a, a dark brown, a deep dark brown. Had a very confection sort of feel to them. Yeah, they definitely did. I mean, once once you get them under the light and you see the metallic reflection, they don't look as chocolatey. But if you don't have a lot of light nearby, then yeah, they come off looking like they're candy dice, like they're just chocolate. And so I nabbed those. Uh, I bequeathed them unto you yep. very willingly. And I'm not even a chocolate guy, but I really like the dice because they were just basic one color. You know, there's no trim or detailing. It was just monochromatic, dark brown dice. Yeah, they're beautiful. Oh, and they come in like these little tins with foam in them. Yep. You know, the, the standard size ones and the mini ones came in a tiny dice bag. Yes, and the the crazy part is is that I already want to get another mystery box. Yeah, well, they were quality stuff and gorgeous. They were even saying how they kind of resist the temptation to color coordinate the dice when they're doing mystery boxes because they're supposed to be random. Mm-hmm. But they're like, eh, this one's orange. Let's put the blue one in there too because they go well together. <laughs> oh, that was a fun booth. Mm-hmm. They were fun people, and I just really appreciated them. Yeah, yeah, that's where you had this big, long Star Trek discussion about Lower Decks, of all things. We talked about Lower Decks, and we also talked about Prodigy, because she was kind of worried about Prodigy, and about it being, you know, not races that we know about, and stuff like that. And, you know, I I understand that, and I, what I said basically was, you know, kids are smart. And they're going to get it on a level that we adults are not going to get it on. But we're still going, you know, we as adults are still going to really enjoy it. The thing is, is that by going with these different races, with the exception of the Tellarite, we already know about Tellarites, um, that puts the adults, fans of Trek, and the possible new kid fans of Trek on the same level. Yes. That's the same level of knowledge. And so they're going to be learning about and embracing these characters at the same time that we are. Yeah, And she seemed to like that. If you introduce like Vulcans or Klingons to Prodigy and have to retell their whole culture and stuff, you know, the adults, they, they already know all that stuff. And so it might seem a little condescending to an adult audience. Mm-hmm. But if you scrap that and just go, hey, these are new alien races and this is what their culture is. Yeah, it makes more sense. Yeah, I just think it's a really smart thing to do. Yeah. Because you can do so much inside Trek, it doesn't have to be races we already know. Right. 
we just I just love that I love the idea of that I can't wait for Prodigy we're about two months away from that premiering and uh, I just can't wait to see what they've got in store indeed uh, can you think of anything else oh wait the Ultra Savers we saw yes they have sound now <laughs> Honey, they had sound before. They do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, motion activated sound, and so you can wave your lightsaber around and make it make noises. It makes noises when you turn it on and off. And they had this new design that's called the Brute Guard, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're Tonfa style. They're like like nightstick, like police nightstick with the, the handle to them. But they're done saber style. Yep. So they're like designed for parrying and yeah those are nuts about 250 bucks i think they were (laughs) yeah well see that's the thing a lot of that is the electronics for the sound now they have ones that don't have sound yeah and those are the kind that we have because they were far less expensive yeah because the ones that have sound are at least twice as much as the ones that don't yeah because i don't need sound really in fact it's a little loud to my ears well you you can't really judge by yeah. the environment in which we heard That's them. true. So, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And it's neat where they hit the button, because it took me a while to figure out how to turn it on, but mm-hmm. it's at the base of the handle. Yep. And so they're kind of hidden away where you actually turn the item on. Pretty cool. Yep. And they had very similar design to the Saber I already own. Yes. So that was as well to see that again and say oh it's the one I have yes sirree Bob it seemed to be shorter and probably made more for kids but it's like nah I'm short sorry I couldn't nope. find me the new <laughs> to activate your Siri yeah I apparently say, so- sorry yeah. was I too Canadian sounding well you have to say hey yeah. something that sounds like hey and Siri yeah. And I've done that more times than I can count. <laughs> but it's, that's the first time you've done it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Because um, when I picked my saber, I wanted one that if it was on at the side of my, you know, my sword hand, and I were to sweep it down, it wouldn't touch the floor. So, you know, I needed to be a shorter blade for that reason. So I could practice Tai Chi sword with it, you know. Because a lot of sweeping motions are like that. Indeed. Yeah. And I don't want to be scraping the tip of the saber against the ground unnecessarily. And about that time we decided to leave, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, we were both tired. Yeah. And it had been quite a day. Uh, we missed Larry Nemechek. He's there, and we walked by his booth, but he was not at the booth. It was his meal break. Yep. And I did see him post on Twitter of him at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, he looking so tired. He's like, <laughs> I'm practically asleep. And I said, oh, yes, we walked by, and you were on meal break, and we missed you. We'll have yep. to try and stop by on Friday or Saturday. He says, yes, Brandon, please do. <laughs> nice. He's a lovely man. Yes, Dr. Trek himself. Yeah, he's just hes just really cool. Oh, dear. Ooh, oh, there was wow. a, probably a blowout, it looks like, or just full-on accident, because that looks like a shredded tire. It is a shredded tire. Ooh. Yep, somebody had a blowout. 
That's looks like scary. it might have been one of the like bigger trucks because they do that <laughs> sometimes. I think it might have been somebody over there. Oh. Wow, that's a... That was a, that was a shredded tire. I mean, that... Oof. Yeah. Because that would be riding on your rim style, because that whole tire came off. It was just a flat. Wow. Yeah, they need to get their uh, incident response people out there. Incident management. Yeah. Incident management trucks here are pretty damn cool, because they can tow you out of the way. Yeah. Let's get that tire out of the middle of the road. Yeah, well, it's kind of hard to do on a freeway. Yeah. But, you know, they, they can do that because, you know, if, a, if they have to tow a car from the left-hand side of the freeway to the right-hand side of the freeway to get them off the freeway, yep. they, they'll have cops just kind of help them block the traffic. Yeah. And then, you know, get everybody over. I should know because I was in an accident. Yeah. <laughs> involved doing that so Boy, there's another scary. bit of a shredded tire over on the uh, shoulder of the road well a lot of times those happen on semis yeah and uh, yeah yeah because they're just driving non-stop so yeah get a little wear and tear yeah. get a rock stuck in one of the wheels or something and pop uh, stop there and then talk about our day on our return sure all right so that is the start of day two here's to the finest crew in starfleet engage welcome to the greatest generation deep space Nine at the Star Trek podcast by a couple of guys who are still just a little bit embarrassed about having a Star Trek podcast. I'm Adam Pranica. I'm Ben Harrison. I've thought a lot about the uh, like the tagline of our show that we're a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. I don't think we realize like how fundamental to the ethic of our show it would wind up being over time. Yeah. When we started the show. Yeah. It's a big part of the thing, you know. It really resonates with people. It, it pisses a lot of people off, <laughs> you know. The people who aren't embarrassed? Right, and and think that our being embarrassed is somehow a referendum on them not being embarrassed. Boy, what's it like to not be embarrassed by your interests? Jeez. <laughs> I would subscribe to that newsletter. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it's cool to be like self-affirmative and and proud of your own shit it's just not how i'm wired (laughs) yeah no yeah this isn't an indictment on on the many good people who are proud nerds of this and and any other interest but yeah i mean i think that's always going to be my relationship to this material like i love it i love it deeply but uh i'm not putting it out on the street yeah there's also the kind of person that's like super embattled about their nerdery in a way that I like can't really get with, you know, like, uh, like if you say something, if you say you don't like something that they like, th- then they're pissed off at that. God, I just could not care any less about someone not liking something that I like or right. someone like, liking something More for that me. I don't like. <laughs> All right. End of day two. Mm-hmm. 
left a little early, which is a good thing because we had to stop and take breaks. I am so old and decrepit. Well, we had to uh, first go to Aaron's wedding. Mm-hmm. My friend Aaron, we have said more than once that we were separated at birth and by 23 years because he's an old soul and we've known each other for, oh my goodness, I'm going to say seven years now. When was Shrek the Musical? Pretty sure it was 2014. So yeah, that's uh, seven years we've known each other. And I've seen him through two garbage relationships. And he got married to the love of his life, Daisy, today. I cried through the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's all the theater kids, and it's just fantastic how many people showed up and how diverse everybody was, and it's just was a hell of an event and being all theater kids you know it's a very theatrical kind of wedding you know the officiant was the first time he ever did it and I thought he did a fantastic job and had great advice absolutely and they wrote each other's you know wrote vows for one another and were both extremely talented and very heartfelt and yeah, it was a touching moment. They looked beautiful together and yeah. just, yeah. They looked absolutely fantastic. Daisy's dress was so beautiful. It was simple. Yeah, it was I, simple, in, it elegant. Wasn't, there wasn't tons of glitter and flowers and yeah, it was lace. Like, it was like a lily. It was just simply beautiful. It yes. even kind of had a lily-like color to it. It reminded me a little bit at the top of uh, Belle's dress in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it just kind of just opens up like a blossom yeah. around the, the bust line, the, the shoulders. But the bottom was definitely not fluffy. It was just, it was just beautiful. It yeah. just fell so beautifully. And she looked like a princess. Mm-hmm. And I adore her. And I adore him. I adore them together. Yeah. And I'm so happy beyond happy. Well, they get one another, and Aaron's vows just that basically he fell in love with her the moment he saw her, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm in love with this woman, and it took him a while to tell her, but, you know, all these moments where he's like, yeah, I fell in love you with this day, I fell in love with you on this day, when I saw you do this, I fell in love. <laughs> so it's like he's always been in love. So when he finally said it, it felt familiar because he'd always known it. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful sentiment. It's like how I was thunderstruck when I first saw you. It was like, who is this woman? I must know her. And I don't pursue people, you know? Yeah. It's like, I was interested in you and that's saying something. Which is weird because you saw me at probably my worst because we were at a spa party. Uh-huh. I had no makeup on. Uh-huh. And then, you know, being wet, my hair was just nothing. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, this is what got you? Okay. Arguing over the book and the film of Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, no. It was the second one. Was it the second one? No, it was, it was the, the first one. Jurassic Park movie. Okay. Because elements of the book worked its way, I guess, into the second or third one. I forget. Yeah. Yeah, the, like the little... Like the T-Rex tongue trying to get them in the cave. 
behind a waterfall. Yeah, behind the waterfall. And that's in the book and not in the first film, but they added it to a later film. Also in the book, Ian Malcolm dies. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was a lovely wedding. They had it at this uh, gazebo across a bridge in a duck pond, and it was just a, a lovely event. Yeah, it's at one of our bigger parks in Salt Lake City, which is Liberty Park. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, a couple blocks square. I'm not really sure anymore. Yes, yeah, just drove around for a while to find parking because it's a big loop without a whole lot of entrances. Yeah, you basically can enter from, well, it's on 1300 South and 700 East. Not that you need to know that. That's the east side of it. Yeah. And you can either enter from 700 South in the middle of it, or, excuse me, 1300 South from the middle of it between 6th and 7th East, or you can do the opposite on 1200 South between 6th and 7th East. But you can't make the full loop. Yeah. It's like you can make half the loop, and then, yeah. So... It's, uh, it was actually very easy to get out of. We just continued on the way we were, and it deposited us on 1200 South, and then we could just go up 7th East, turn left on South Temple, and a few blocks later, we're at the parking lot that we need to park in for Fan X. Not that any of you need to know this. Where you changed in the car. Changed my clothes in the car. Out of the dress into your casual clothes. Mm -hmm. I think I was pretty industrious with that. You did very well with that. I helped you a little bit with the shoes, because shoes mm -hmm. and swollen feet. And uh, I basically kept wearing stuff to cosplay, so just swapped, you know, just put on a tie, put on the bowler and uh, Riddler mask, and I was good to go. Mm-hmm. found it really convenient that they had opened doors to people who already had the wristbands. So all we had to do was cross the street once and then walk into the convention center. Oh yes, it saved, us, it saved us two blocks of walking. Yeah. No joke. Got in there from a back way and that was convenient. Extremely. Uh, put our wrist in to test our temperatures and then uh, yeah, into the convention center and it dropped us <laughs> through the doors we entered right near Larry's booth and also near a restroom. So, yep. double win. Indeed. But, of course, Larry wasn't at the table again. <laughs> uh, he ended up being at a panel. Yeah. So, he thought it was a different time. Yeah. So, we went and did some other stuff. We went and got some food. Yeah, got some super nachos because it's enough that two people can share one dish. It's yep. a good way to save money. Nose, nosebleed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's having a nosebleed. Uh, still, people not wearing masks. And we even heard uh, an announcement over the, you know, PA system reminding people to wear their masks, but yeah, certain people just nope. Yeah, there were people that not only just weren't wearing their masks, their masks were nowhere to be seen. Oh yeah, they weren't even hanging around their neck or anything, or just their nose peeking over. It was like, there's nothing to suggest they had a mask at all. Yeah. So there was that. Uh, trying to think of what else we did. We were looking for you a dagger. We did eventually find you one. Mm -hmm. Found out your, that your mom had offered to buy us stuff there. 
Yeah, she's just like, you do so much for me, and you never take any compensation. And I'm like, Mom, you're my mom. Yeah. And she said, I want you to spend $100 of my money. And I'm like, cool, more dice. Yeah. Which we'll be picking up tomorrow because we didn't want to go to the dice place again today because it's on the other side of the convention center. Yeah. We just didn't want to walk that far again. But we did find you a dagger eventually. I mean, one you liked. At least I spotted it when, yeah, that's probably what you're looking for is something similar to this. Yep. And it had a chain so you can hook it to something. And it's just a nice little stabby dagger. Mm-hmm. And black and silver. So I think for cosplaying purposes, it'll do the job. I think you're right. And the same place had a Chinese straight sword. It had a Jiang. And that is so rare at these sword dealers. Mm-hmm. It's all katanas, it's all claymores, it's all broadswords, it's all anime-based swords, fantasy swords of various types. But do you ever see a Chinese straight sword? No. Mm-hmm. And it, when I saw it, it was like, okay, that's a Paul Chan. Because I just know from the hilt design, and then when I got a good look at the blade, it was like, yes, this, this is Paul Chen sword smith design. And it had the diagram of the Great Ultimate. It had the yin-yang symbol at the hilt and kind of a, a lotus blossom kind of guard. Very small and simple, um, which is the style of that blade, the way he designs that particular blade. Because I have a, a practice one that's a simple like black one. This one's black and white. It had this really great, like, white tassel with a little ball attached to it, too. Mm. A little short tassel. Yes. It's a gorgeous uh, display sword. I, I doubt it's full tang. I doubt it's something that I can use for practice, but it doesn't. definitely seems like something for display. So it does have a decent blade on it. Nice, hefty, solid blade. It's not one of these flexible uh, kung fu swords. Yeah, I hate those. Yeah, the ones that are spring steel. Mm. I have a few of those, and they're fun to play with because they, they go boing, boing when you're practicing with them. But yeah, this is a solid stabby, stabby sword. So yeah, I got me something. It was only 60 bucks too, which is kind of a steal for for that kind of sword because I think the other one I had was 100 bucks, mm-hmm. And that was years ago that I bought that. Oh yes, we, we had a very good deal. Yeah, so I was happy to pick that up and... Yeah, that's been a quest whenever we go through a sword dealer. Just kind of a game I play is like, do they have a Chinese straight sword? And they never do until now. It was just this lovely couple. He kind of had a veteran kind of quality to him, didn't Mm -hmm. he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's this older couple that were selling swords and daggers and other accoutrements. They had some challenge coins from actual operations in this little uh, bin that you could purchase. I thought that was cool. And getting over onto the freeway here. No, we're not getting on the no, freeway. Okay. We're going on to Legacy. Ah, Legacy. Yeah, that's right. You want to just drive through town. Yep. Nice. This guy blowing diesel. Boy, what a windy, twisty road. Yes. They made this supposedly better. Yeah, it's complicated. It's spidery. Yeah. Well, once you understand it, then it's no big deal. Oh, yeah, God, a not train. a train. We get to hear a train. I 
don't Hopefully it's just a front runner and it won't take long. I, we'll see. I doubt it. That's never my luck. Yeah, this seems like it'd be a freight train, doesn't it? This kind of, because we're an industrial kind of part of town now. Yeah, there's a gas refinery right there or oil refinery. Oh, honey, there are refineries all over the place in North Salt Lake. Yeah. And Bountiful. Yeah, it looks like, looks like Blade Runner at night. Yeah. And then the power stations that'll make your skin tingle. Yeah. I can already feel it, especially in my hands. Oh, it was a front runner. Yeah, it's a front runner. Uh, three cars front. Oh, four car. Five. Five. Six. Well, no, five, five and an engine. Yeah. Well, um, there's a refinery literally behind the facility in which our offices are. Uh huh. So, and uh, they're the ones that uh, do the siren test every Friday at noon. Yeah. It's which, like, oops, Silent Hill. Well, it's not only that, it's the, if you can hear this, you're already fucked. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, yeah, we just did the warning klaxon, which means, guess what, you're all dead. Yep. Yeah, they have the towers with all the ladders up. It looks like somewhere the ending of RoboCop would take place. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, uh, what were you talking about? Oh, yeah, swords. Got you a cool dagger with the chain. And just a simple stabby-stabby uh, dagger. I haven't really looked at the blade of it, but... I haven't imagine either. It's a nice, solid blade. That's my impression. Well, the thing that worries me is that they won't let me in with it. Yeah. I'd have to run it back to the car. There's a part of me that's just like, I could hide it on the back of me. <laughs> yeah, easily. It's just a freaking dagger. Yeah. It's not like they have metal detectors. No. That's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. I'm ashamed of myself. Uh, but no. it's not like I'm going to do anybody any harm. No. And knowing you, you'd s s still want them to look at it because you're not the type to sneak stuff in generally unless it's like food into a movie theater. I'll have to go to the app and find out the do's and don'ts yeah. of weapons. What's allowed, what's not. Yep. It's weird that you can purchase them there. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. You can purchase them there, but that doesn't mean you can bring them in. Right. Indeedy weedy. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we did. Oh, we, yeah, we did double back and go back to Larry and had a nice long discussion with him. Oh, he's always... You know, we could talk for hours. Yeah. About Doctor Who, of all things. Yeah, we, we talked about some trick, but then we started talking about Doctor Who. Just, we talked about all, all I, he asked me, you know, when was my indoctrination in the trek? And I said, at birth. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I said, you know, I was talking about how my parents just loved all things science fiction and all the shows that we watched when we were kids. And, and uh, then me saying Doctor Who got, that started. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, how he watched one of the notoriously bad episodes of Doctor Who. It was like, what's this all about? And then somebody he knew who was a Doctor Who fan got him a book about, you know, the making of Doctor Who and the politics and the budgety, budgetary constraints, and, you know, BBC shortchanging him and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, now I get it. Now I understand. And then he'd watch an episode and get references mm -hmm. be like wait I know what the sonic screwdriver is why do I know that yes well that's what happens when new trek happens uh -huh. happen new trek new who happened it's like oh that's a sonic screwdriver 
Oh, I know that. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a Cyberman. Oh, wait, I know that. <laughs> so it was it, it was always fun to talk with him, and I bought some stuff from him, um, which ended up totaling forty seven dollars. Yeah, that was convenient because forty seven is like the Star Trek number. Yeah, and so he was saying, okay, so these are two for 35 and I said, yes, I want both of them, and then I want one of these masks, since he has, you know, Trekland masks. Trekland is his, uh, his whole company, basically, yeah. and, uh, and he says, okay, so two for 35 and then a mask, and I said, yes, which is $12, and what does that add up to? And he stops for a second, and then he just starts laughing. <laughs> and so we had pictures taken because it was a great moment of yeah. like, hey, this is $47. Mm-hmm. It was just really adorable. Yeah. Uh, needed to go sit down and take a drink after that. Oh, wait, we picked up um, a crayon drawing that was for charity. And got one of those for 50 bucks, so made a donation, got... A, uh, a print. Yeah, they offered to frame it for me. They're like, with a donation that big, we would frame it. And I said, I've got so many frames. That's really not necessary. Yeah. And because uh, these these drawings are all done by disabled people, by disabled children, yep. teenagers. And this money goes directly to them. And done in crayon, the colors really pop. Oh, they're amazing. And so they're... You know, a lot of the fandom stuff you get at a comic book convention, you know, the, the your Captain Marvels, your Captain Americas, your Batmans. They had a really nice Doctor Strange. And what's great is it's, it's like an oil painting where if you're further away, it really comes together as an image. And you come up close and you can see, like, the brush strokes. That's fascinating to me, and so you know, you you step away from the image, and it really comes together. You see it as a very realistic-looking image of Doctor Strange, and you come up close, and you see the individual crayon marks. It's just a really cool, uh, cool drawing. It is, and I have one from this same organization that was, I think it was a couple of years ago, three years ago. Um, where I got a Shazam, which is still on my wall. Yeah. It's not one that I have switched out. No, it's one. It's a beloved one, and it's on your wall for a reason. This probably will do the same thing. Yes, absolutely. Find a proud spot on a wall and just get there, stand there, stay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, then after that, we had to take another break. Yep. Uh, sit down, finish off some drink that we had left over from lunch, and then went to this place that we've gone before that has this kind of cool uh, it's almost like a screen printing design but yeah. done on mugs and on cardstock and that sort of thing where yes. it's it's like uh, I'm trying to uh, what do they call it like um stencil mm, yes. is that is that what it's called when you lay something down and you spray around it and yep. you get like the background image yep it's done like that where there'll be like a whited out part of the image and then there's the color image and then you know, a white background. So you'll have something like an image of Captain America in blue and then you'll see this tiny little Steve Rogers in the inside image of the Captain America. And it's a really cool 
design, so we picked you up three mugs for that. Yeah, they were buy two, get one free. Yeah, got you a D20 that's kind of done in kind of pastel rainbow colors. Yep. And got you one of four Avengers, all the main guys. Thor, Cap, Iron Man, and Hulk, right? Yep. Yeah, and then what was the... Oh, Totoro. We got yes. you a Totoro. It's that scene from when there, she's standing by the bus stop with the umbrella. Yeah. A Totoro behind her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was our final purchase of the day when we decided, yeah, I think we can leave. Which took us a while because we took a break Yeah, <laughs> as well. but thank God we didn't have to walk that extra two blocks. Yeah, yeah. Sat down in a carpeted area, watched, did some people watching... Admired some cosplay, saw a few ravens. I saw a really good Wonder Woman. Yeah, nice. Really good. You were on your phone at the time. Yeah. Probably posting about Positively Trek. <laughs> probably. No, I mean the Unready Room. The you know Unready Room, yeah. Saying. Yeah, doing the Kurt Rats uh, yep. thing. I think I was sharing your link to it, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, saw her. Oh, excuse me. She was magnificent. Yeah. I mean, she was magnificent. The only thing that wasn't quite right was the hair. It was too light of a brown. Right. But uh, but the shield, the outfit, the boots, mm-hmm. everything. I mean, it was just really, really well done. And I, uh, I also saw a really good Scarlet Witch nice. from WandaVision. Very cool. Really great. Um, just... The coat that she had on was just amazing. I would wear that coat. Yeah, um, you would. So, yeah, I, we did get to see some really fun things. Got to see a Harley Quinn from The Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, by James she was Gunn. doing poses and yep. getting her fo- photo taken. Mm-hmm. So, she was doing, yeah, gun poses. She was in the red dress from the movie. Yep. She was having fun doing, like, gun fu poses. Yep. So, yes, a good day all around, I think, for being an abbreviated day, showing up late and leaving slightly early. Well, actually leaving early, early from the con, because you have the show tonight. Mm-hmm. In Ready Room on Kurt Rats. Yes. YouTube channel. Kurt Rats Productions. Kurt Rats Productions, which is Star Trek spelled backwards. Yep. Uh, all you have to say about day two, you think? Anything um, else come to mind? Oh, there, we were just, we were stopping to reorganize something, and this uh, woman at a booth just was asking me about my hair. That, that was nice. Yeah. Because you kind of, this was a desperation put up for you. Oh, like, I've, do, done, I've done this hairstyle yeah. before many times. It's my go-to elegant hairstyle yeah. uh, when I, where I don't have to dry my entire head of hair, because... Though my hair is fine, I do have a lot of it, and it loves to hold on to water. Right. And so, what would normally take, like, five minutes for someone to dry their hair, it takes me 15 to 20. Yes. And I just don't have that patience. So, I knew I was going to do that with my hair. And then it's funny, because there was this one lock of hair, this one area of hair, that just was left out somehow, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to curl that and let it hang there. So, that's what I did. Yeah. And it just worked. Nice. Everything just worked. Yeah, and they had 
a booth that was mostly Harry Potter related stuff and they had uh, the Patronuses done in little crystalline like figures mm-hmm. and some miniature stuff like the miniature version of the friend's couch <laughs> mm-hmm. they had I think the purple trumpet from it's how blue. I, or is that a blue trumpet from how I met your mother it's a French horn yeah or a French horn oh boy I'm getting this all wrong the blue French horn from how I met your mother is right the good place no okay from how I met your mother you dork <laughs> I love you Yep, they had little, just a lot of little things. So it was a fun little uh, booth. Yeah, uh, not much else other than me mistaking the not knowing what socks look like. Somebody was selling superhero themed socks and I didn't know what they were until I could get a good close look at them. That's fair. It's like, what the hell are these? They're long, they're narrow, they're cloth. Oh, they're socks. Yeah, the. I just expected them to look more chunky, you know, more like pixelated if they were socks. But yeah, they were, until you got close, they really came together and they just looked like images of whatever, you know, of Thor or whoever. So yeah, I think that'll do for day two. Day three, we have a lot of panels planned. <laughs> yes, because Larry's got like three of them. Uh, and since we've already taken care of most of what we set out to do, other than get you a water bottle, and I don't know the likelihood of that. Well, and there was the whole Beardy Spock slash Eastern Tech Spock that I still haven't seen anything. Yeah, we really haven't gone deep into Artist's Alley. So. No, we haven't. And there's also the possibility of getting root beer. Oh, yes, definitely going to get root beer. So, yeah, because we have a mug that we got from a previous con, a Wild Bill's root beer, and you can pay for refills throughout the day and they have various different types of the root beer so we always just get the diet root yeah, beer it's so good it's a good root beer yeah it's kind of hard to get it not being frothy because root just, beer does that just stick your finger in it yeah i guess that's how you do it mm. yeah stick your finger in it and the foam goes down faster yeah crazy uh right i think we'll end there since we're driving through a construction kind of zone anyway. <laughs> oh, I drive this every day. It's very familiar to me. Okay, so no worries. No worries. Well, even so, I don't know if I have anything else left to say for today. Yeah, me either. So we'll be talking. I don't even know if we need the intro for tomorrow. Just talk about the final day after we leave tomorrow. Sure. Unless we can come up with something we forgot to talk about today. Fair. That's all. Because <laughs> sometimes that happens. I was like, oh yeah, this happened. Anyhow, um, yeah, we'll end there and uh, return with the final day, and that's day three. Indeed. The three of you enter a cave of a big red dragon and is standing over a hoard of precious golden rubies. And he says, what do you do, adventurers? I'm a dragon man. I cast fire on him. It's very good. I address the red dragon to say, us, we're the hosts of The Adventure Zone, a podcast about family playing Dungeons and Dragons. Very good synergy. Commit to the bit. I, I I rolled to charm new listeners. It is very effective against all odds. Everybody, we're the Macroids. We host the Adventure Zone. It's a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons together. It's a comedy podcast. We don't take the rules too seriously because there's a lot of them and we did not take the time to learn them. Maybe listen to us. We come out every other Thursday on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find us on iTunes or on MaximumFun.org. I think this promo is a critical hit. <laughs> what?
night start of day three and of course we encountered a bad driver so <laughs> yes but before we do anything else we haven't talked about the place we stopped at where we got those two things yes you found a space godzilla a bitty one only about three inches high but hey accurate got the crystals got the cheek teeth yep something to decorate your office desk with oh yeah and I found a wallet because my previous wallet was Slytherin and because JK Rowling is a turf, I'm kind of trying to cut away the dead rose heads of my fandom. Mm. <laughs> and so I don't really want any part of that. So I got myself a Black Panther wallet. It was one of the more interesting designs of a bunch of wallets at the same place. You've got your uh, Space Godzilla with the cheek teeth. Yep. Uh, pretty solid. Even has a zipper pocket inside for whatever reason. I guess if you want to keep a key in there. Or change. Or change. Change is a possibility. So, yeah. Uh, pretty nifty. Kind of orange-black and just kind of that uh, Afro-futurist kind of design. So it's very sexy. Yeah. It's a very sexy uh, wallet indeed. So, even says Black Panther on the inside of it. It's lovely. There was another place they were selling wallets, but they were way over-designed. They were heavy and bulky and looked like they would be difficult to handle and probably wouldn't even fit that much. Or if they did, it'd be a tight squeeze because of all the detailing they did on them. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, I don't need something over-designed. I just need a nice-looking wallet. And that's what I have now. Because eventually it's going to wear down anyway, just through use. But, yeah. So... Yeah, those were the two things that it seemed like we kept forgetting to talk about was one of the first shops we hit where yep. we found a space Godzilla. Truth. Because I think that was even a thing we said, well, if we see a space Godzilla. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a must. That was a must. I truly regret many years ago, back when Toys R Us was still around. Uh-huh. And I think we hadn't, that was before we moved into our house, well right. before that. We were just, we like to bum around at Toys R Us and look at action figures and all kinds of manner of toys because we we never did grow up yep. and we're all the better for it. <laughs> so we, there was this, it was probably about, what would you say, seven, eight inches tall? Mm, I don't Space recall. Godzilla. It was big. Yeah. You know, it was big. And it was so perfect, yeah. and I didn't buy it, and I have regretted it mm. all these years because I have never seen its like since. Uh, ever done? You've been doing some online deep dives or anything? Oh, absolutely! Wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and Brandy's in cosplay. I am. I am Loki today, and uh, there are a bunch of people going around at the con uh, dressed as. Time Variance Authority soldiers, so I cannot wait to come in contact with them. Yep. It's as if they're go out looking for Lokis, so this one should be fun. Didn't one of them talk to you yesterday? Yeah, it told me to, uh, ask me if I was make sure, ask, well, made sure if I was in the proper timeline. Yeah, I'm just trying to say too many sentences at once. And I said, I'm all over the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> so I was dressed as, uh, the Riddler, yesterday so yeah yeah so they they were really accurate <laughs> yeah they had the like stun sticks and everything you know the stun batons mm -hmm. and the full garb the yeah. uniform 
So now that I'm in full Loki cosplay today, I am ready to encounter them. Yeah, because we've seen a number of Lokis. Classic Lokis, modern Lokis, Lady Lokis, Guy Lokis, uh, Loki in the trench with the tie, the variant Loki. Yeah, we've seen, I've seen, I saw one who was dressed as the Loki for President Loki. Nice. From where my headpiece uh, comes, the design mm. for my headpiece. Headpiece 3D printed by my sister and her husband Phil, my brother-in-law Phil. And uh, he sanded it and primed it for me and everything. Nice. And then I painted it, which was a pain in the ass. Yep. I hate painting. You did it over a course of days just to paint it, well, yeah. a coat, let it dry, paint it a coat, let it dry. Yeah, the first day I realized that less is more. Mm -hmm. You start and build up, but kind of like makeup. You build on, you, you put some foundation on, and you build upon that. Hey look, it's another Subaru in those toy plastic before you paint the model colors. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Gundam that hasn't had its... Uh, all the different colors painted on it. Yeah, it's like that blue, gray, like polymer color that yep. model kits come in. Mm -hmm. It's like Subaru has a whole line of new cars in weird toy plastic colors. Very, very odd. Yeah, it's odd. I like it, but I hate it at the same time. I like it as a color. I yeah. hate it on a car. I even like it as a car to weird way. Though it does make it look like a toy that hasn't been fully completed, you right. know? They haven't painted and added the decals yet. True dad. Yeah. Uh, mostly panels today, a couple of panels anyway. A couple of panels, and they're spaced about five hours apart. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure we can find some other panels to go to, but gotta get another dice mystery box. Mm, artist like, alleys we haven't hit yet. I would like to find a nice journal. I don't Ooh. need journals, yes. I, but I love them. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I have journals. I'm not saying I don't journal. I don't journal enough. Right. I, that is for sure. But I would just like, you know how I love blank books, Dave? Uh -huh. I would just like to have one. Uh, we'll probably find one somewhere. I know yeah. there's leather places, but there's other places too. And I think that Harry Potter place where they complimented you on your hair, they had some journals, I think. Yeah. And there were that aisle that we walked through yesterday when we went the wrong way. Uh-huh. That had a lot of interesting stuff in it that we didn't stop and look at because I was determined that we were leaving. We, we yep. were both determined that we were leaving. And I got confused about where I was. Yeah. Because, well, yeah. We have time today, so yeah. uh, we can uh, do whatever between panels. Yep. We don't necessarily have to go to other panels, but if something interests us, hey, look, another Subaru. Yep. Um, stop there and uh, recount our tales when we return. Yeah, and it's a cloudy, rainy day, too. Oh, it's nice. We actually yeah, did get some wind and rain earlier. There's supposed to be some thunder. Probably hit around 3 o'clock as well. Groovy. So it'll be patchy, but yeah, it's overcast and cooler today, which is really nice. Yeah, it was. A, it is 10:42. No, actually, it's 10:39 in the morning. My clock is fast on the car, uh -huh. and it is 72 degrees. Yes, it's lovely. It's a mm -hmm. lovely day. Nice and dreary, just how you like it. I love it this way. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll return with the end of day three.
Welcome to Dungeons and Daddies, sometimes a BDSM podcast, a actual play D&D podcast about four dads flung into the Forgotten Realms in the quest to rescue their lost sons. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close, the bard rock star of the group. The only- <laughs> so formal. I know. No, this is like a, an evening with Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> in the following essay, I'll explain how my dad is. My name is Matthew Arnold. I play Daryl Wilson, a stay-at-home coach dad who's now a barbarian in the Forgotten Realms. Hey, everyone. Hi. You might be wondering who I am. <laughs> I'm Will Campos. I play Henry Oak on this podcast. Henry Oak is a uh, granola crunching, Birkenstock rocking, hippie nature dad slash druid. Hi, Beth. How are you today? Hi, Will. I'm great. My name is Beth May, and I play Ron Stampler, emotionally detached stepfather who has recently become a little more emotionally attached. Yeah, I'm Anthony Birch. (laughs) Still. Every day I wake up and look at the mayor, still me, baby. Uh, I'm your daddy master, and uh, my daddy fact is, if you ever have the good fortune to to be on a podcast that gets a fan base going, make sure not to mention uh, sketches that you don't like. (laughs) All right, end of day three, and uh, kind of a disappointing day, kind of a stressful day, kind of... In a weird way, an uneventful day, despite being having its challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, started really cool because you're in cosplay and there's been a bit of a breeze and you're wearing a cape, and so it was very cinematic for you to walk in. Yes, it was. I was holding my arms out like uh, like Loki at the end of Thor Ragnarok when he arrives with the big ship. Yep. Your savior has arrived. And I'm thinking you're reaching out to hold my hand. <laughs> it was very cute. It's like, oh, oh, you're doing a thing. Okay. I, I am doing a Loki thing, yes. Right. It's like, why are you putting your hand out like that? It's kind of awkward to hold it this way. It's like, oh, <laughs> right, you're doing a Loki walk. Okay. Yes, I was so, doing a Loki walk. That was a highlight of the day. That was before we even got into the convention floor. I fucking rocked this cosplay. Oh, yeah. We did bump into the TV guys, TVA guys multiple times, which multiple. is funny. Yeah. Uh, bumped into them. Well, it was funny. They were taking pictures with somebody else, and I'm, like, standing right behind them, just staring into the back of their heads. They're completely oblivious. And so then we were we were waiting to try and get back into the flow of pedestrian traffic because Saturday is always the most busy day of the con. Oh, yeah. The intersections are so hard to cross. Yeah. And people just stop. I mean, they do on all days, but when it's that busy and people just mm-hmm. stop, it just blocks everything. Yeah. All progress. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And just disappointing things like wanting to get another mystery metal dice box and having them no longer be in supply and going to try to track down this fudge place and I couldn't find it for the life of me and going to other dice places not really liking what they had. I got a nice cup though. You got a nice cup. That's right. It's a tumbler really. Yeah. They had some like burnt wood crafts and some other stuff and they had these uh, tumblers, these like water bottles with screw-on lids and super tight pop-up drinkable things, so mm-hmm. they won't leak. Yeah. And you got you a Cthulhu or Cthulhu-designed one. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yep. And they had various classes. They're really nifty, but I would never use one. I just know I wouldn't. I just fill up a twist top 
bottle with water and just have that be my thing. Well, that's not about... It's not about yeah. water on its own. Yeah. That was just convenient for water at the time. Yeah. But what I would really use it for is I just... You know, because I like to have drinks while I'm gaming. Yeah. And I can just take a two liter and fill that puppy up with one ice cube and it's going to stay cold and just drink out of that. Yeah, I saw that they had a Kickstarter. I can't remember what the place was called, but they had, yeah, cool designs. Should I have gotten one? Nah. Well, that's entirely up to you. I mean, if you didn't think you would use it, that's fine. But what yeah, I'm going to use really it for don't. is, you know, I would take that if we ever play D&D again, I would take that with me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, because I don't have to worry. Because now they have a public restroom at the new place at mm-hmm. Gamers Asylum. Yeah. Don't have to ask for like, the key or something. Mm-hmm. So, it's all good. Jeez, yeah. person. Stay in your own damn lane. Oh, get to go under tunnel thingy, bridge thingy. No overpass where the tracks are, I guess. No, that's... Uh, oh, is that an actual road? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um... Yeah, it's just kind of a bummer for some bit of it. We went to a leather shop and you got yourself a journal and a coin purse. So Yeah, this coin purse is exactly like the coin purse my dad had when I was little. And his was so well worn, but it uh-huh. still held coins super well. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those things that I don't know how to explain it. It's like a nostalgia thing. And also connects you to your dad. No, I mean the design of it. I I don't know how to explain the design. Um, It's like an iris. It's like leather over uh, lapping teeth or something. Like, well, like an iris to an old camera. Like an aperture that can open. And by squeezing the base of this leather pouch, that iris pops open and you can put in coins. And then when you like release it you don't squeeze it anymore it'll shut again it's like a sphincter muscle kind of yeah that you can put coins in to get kind of biological it was just so cool i hadn't seen one of those since i was i haven't probably seen one in like 40 years or more yeah yeah there was a time in the 80s they seemed to be kind of popular and everybody had one but they were done kind of like a vinyl thing this this was done in leather so Yeah, yeah dad's was definitely leather yeah and it was well-used and well-worn leather, and it was just... I was always so fascinated by the way that worked. Mm-hmm. And so it got you one, which is super cool, and it got you a yellow uh, stained leather journal, just standard... Well, kind of a thicker journal size. Yeah, they're thick. Yeah. They had some even bigger ones than that. I like this size, though. Yeah, it's a good size. It's a good... It's, it's like a paperback. Well, a thick paperback size, mm-hmm. kind of. The pages are thick, too. Yeah. Uh, tea Turtle was there. Yep, Tea Turtle was there selling shirts that they only sell at cons. You cannot find them on their website. Yep, and we each got a couple because they were having a deal if you bought four. So. Yep, buy three, get one free. Yeah. So I got me one that says, I'm a fucking delight, except, of course, it's censored out and it has this little black kitty who's flipping you off but the the finger's been pixelated i thought it was a bunny no i thought it was a kitty but maybe it was a bunny it looked like a kitty to me 
Well, in any case, it's yeah. in the backpack. We'll see. And then one of those nine-tail foxes that was playing video games and going pew, pew, pew. All right, folks. Learn how to drive. Oh, darling. We're in Utah. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Everybody's so, going to the Pilates place or something. And I got one that was that said anxiety and it's this little raccoon in a weighted blanket. Uh-huh. And then I got another one that uh, said relax a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it had an axolotl on a cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just too cute. I like the, there's one I think it was a fox or a puppy or something that said uh, I'm not just lazy I'm super lazy and had a Superman's cape and was basically asleep in front of a fan mm-hmm. as the fan was blowing the cape yep really I love tea turtle yep it's it's so cutesy but at the same time it's adult it's, it's like very adult very you know either cynical or just kind of antisocial in its messaging yep like I have friends they're just all online mm-hmm. that was a tempting one I thought of getting and then decided on the nine-tailed fox one the pew 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 Pew, 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 pew. Uh, so that was another highlight. That was a fun place. Got to talk to the person who was super busy at the time because they were selling things left and right. Well, she should not have been there alone. No. And a lot of the, they had to ship, so they needed your address and stuff. Yeah, she's like, I can sell these to you in any size, but I don't necessarily have this, all the stock. Right. Oh, train again. Probably Ooh. a front runner again, but we'll I see. I hope it's a front runner. If it's not, I'm going to be most displeased. Okay, so why isn't the barricade coming down? Yeah, it's just or flashing is it, red. It, was it going back up? I don't know, because we just turned the corner to see it. People are crossing. They shouldn't be. No, they this shouldn't. This is how you get hit by trains, people. Fucking idiots. What are well, they doing? I think if you stop and look oh, okay. that you're okay. Okay, I think I heard though. Engine horn. I do hear an engine horn. Where is it? Okay, I don't know. I hear it. Are you sure you're not just hearing this clanging? Oh, that is the clanging. Okay, well then, we're going. Oh, that seems dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seemed way dangerous, because you'd think you'd have to stop for red lights, but then it just said, look, so I don't know what the hell that was all about. Yeah, that was very odd. I... It's, I just yeah yeah maybe the gate's malfunctioning that uh, could be but well i rolled down the window i listened for a train and looked both ways so and we're good we made it safely cross yes all right Ooh, that was uh, uh an ordeal yeah i was thinking that very word ordeal oh nice <laughs> see there we go so i've been kind of in a mood today and just being stressed by it being busy anyway and people oh god i hate people yeah uh, did we miss anything of import? Uh, well, can- we-, we managed to get our hands on some candied nuts. Finally. Oh, that's right! Towards the end, and they were super fresh and hot, and, and to the point where <laughs> it was difficult to hold the bag. You had to hold the bag by the top. Yeah, it was very, very hot. But so good, we got a bag each. That was very kind of you. Well, you <laughs> know, I figured. One. You know, I figured. We like these, so let's yep. each have our own. I've got a drink on top of that, but we still have the remnants of to yeah. last us on the way home. I have I have peed once since we left the house. That's how sweaty I've been today. Yeah, sweaty, dehydrated. Yeah. And yeah, you didn't have an issue with the cape. 
having to go potty. No, basically what I did was I bunched the cape up around my shoulders like a shawl. Yeah. And then it was really easy to pee. Yeah. Ooh, what's this debris in the road? It looks like maybe a tumbleweed or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a really... Flat tumbleweed. That's more like a bundle of sticks. Yeah, it does. It does look like a bundle of sticks, which I'm not going to use the other term for because it's a yes, slur. Exactly. Yeah. Cord of wood. A, a cord of wood. A, a, a bramble. Bramble. That's a nice way to put it. Uh, ended that's, on a kind of a low note. Yeah. Well, we we did see my sister Brooke so that I yeah. could show her her... Show her and Phil the fruit of their labors. Yes, got to talk to her for a little while again. and That was nifty. And they had some... Did she say that she had some actors from Mandalorian there? In yeah, the, uh, the, the land speeder? They played Jawas in yeah. the Mandalorian. Yeah. And so they were having their photo taken with, with fans. So that was a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah, so it it had some good parts to it, but the bulk of the day was just frustrating. Yeah, it was frustrating. It was loud. It was busy. Uh, moving anywhere was a chore. Saw a lot of Lady Lokis. A lot of Lady Lokis. A lot of Midsummer, or Midsommar, as some of the horror communities calling it. <laughs> just ladies with floral crowns on, so kind of fun. Uh, yeah. All manner of Lokis. You saw some really great Moana cosplay. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Gwens. Lots of anime for series I don't watch and I'm not familiar, but a lot of it. A lot of Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, there was the panel that we first went to, which was about... The you art know, of Picard. Yeah, graf- graphic design, art trading ships for for Picard and for other series because yeah they did a little bit of Seven of Nine ship well that was Star Trek Picard yeah oh that's right yeah, yeah. that's right when they pick her up yeah yeah because right. they her ship gets destroyed yeah and they beam her out with emergency transport onto La Serena I hate it when people say the La Serena La is the. Spanish for the so it's like man on a man when they mean man to man but mano y mano actually means hand to hand. hand yeah it's mano manipulation manual it's all about hand it's the latin yeah so mano but, y mano hand yeah, to hand the, well, Spanish has the feminine and the masculine the masculine is el yep uh, like el dorado el dorado but if it ends in an a or an i which is rare or sometimes an E, then it's a La. Yep. So, La Serena. You don't say the La Serena because you're saying the, the Serena. Like, El Diablo is the devil. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. uh, but it, it had John Eves. John Eves is a genius when it comes to ship design. Yeah, well, he'll base it on actual engineering and take bits from airplanes and stuff like that. Or if they want a specific look, it's like, okay, I'm going to base this ship on a snake's head because it's frightening. Or certain notes that the producers or the writers put in is like, okay, we're only going to be filming this segment of the ship. So if you could put the, like the cockpit in or the, the, what do you, the door, the hatch, that's the word I was looking for, the hatch 
kind of inward. <laughs> so you could do scenes under the ship by the hatch and not have to film other stuff. So that was fascinating. So just learning about how an artist conceives of ship design and then the process of getting that to the 3D designers and then what comes back is not necessarily what you send out. And they'll, like with the tug ships for the attack on Mars. Yes. It's like they just took his design and chopped off the saucer. So it was just these nacelles with the stub that were uh, hauling these, uh, these crates around. These, uh, yeah, these freights. Yeah, well, they were different looking. And that's actually kind of interesting. You know, I found those to be an interesting design. Um, he did explain, too, and this actually was like, oh, yeah, of course. Because there's this scene in the final episode of season one where uh, Starfleet shows up to protect the uh, planet of uh, androids with against the Romulans uh Jacques Vosh and whatever else um and all the ships look the same basically they're all different they they have some differences in them but it basically looks like you just copied and pasted everybody was pissed off so why are they all the same ship well I'll tell you why they decided to do this really really close to when the episode needed to come out and they didn't have time to design a field full of a bunch of different starships. Yeah, they, so, they didn't have the resources or the time yeah. to do a full fleet of different ships like people would want. Yeah. And even the ship that they show up in was one of his rejected ideas. Yep. They just asked, do you have anything ready? You know, do you, just three ships. And he's like, well, I've got these two. And they chose one of them. It's like, okay, just tweak this and, like, make the cargo bay larger. And it's, like, 300 feet wide or something. Mm-hmm. And so this ship, this top-of-the-line ship that uh, Riker shows up in is just this reject. And it's like, that's part of being an artist is you never know what they might use or why. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if he had known this is supposed to be a top-of-the-line ship, he could have probably knocked out something for them in the time it took to just find it and get it to them, you know? But, there you go. You know, that's just TV production. Yep. It's either that scene, or you don't get that episode, or they have to write around it somehow. So, yeah, it's the, that that copy-paste of all those ships, that's there for a specific reason. It's not the best reason, but it's a reason. I'm really tired of this asshole tailgating me. Really tired of it. Yeah, he could move he over. He could have moved time. over and passed me at any time, but no, he wants to tailgate me. And you know, I'm already going too fast. Yeah. So he can kiss my fucking ass. Yeah. He can move over at any point. He doesn't have to be behind us. Yeah. Fuck off, dude. Yeah, you asshole. You piece of shit. I flipped him off. Oh, they, they shook their head at you. <laughs> it's like, well, then get off my ass, you dick. Oh, God. There's no reason ever to tailgate somebody. No, it's, ever. it's dangerous. It's going to, I mean, if they hit you, it's their fault for following too closely. I mean, they're just going to give you that ticket no matter what. Oh, the is open, it looks like. 
Ooh. Yeah, it's open on weekends. Anyway, yeah, I really, I love John Eve's work. I have some of his artwork on the wall at home. Yep. And uh, I appreciate his talent. Because when you go by his booth, he'll just be sitting there drawing ships. Mm-hmm. And it's unreal how straight of a line he can draw. No ruler. Just draw just drawing just straight, straight lines. lines. Just, uh, yeah, I don't have that talent at all. We had lunch, California burrito that we shared. Yeah. I spilled a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just had trouble. Spilled a bunch of rice. I managed to clean up as best I could after myself, but yeah, it's just, it was a little messy. Yeah, we did all right. Yeah. It lasted us okay for a lunch. I mean, we're hungry now. Let's go home and have put in a pizza. Yeah, but it's been like five hours yeah. since we ate. Yeah. We had a little bit of a snack with the nuts, but that's not enough to carry over, and you don't want to overeat those. No, but I, I am craving some right now. Do we even <laughs> want to bother talking about the last pet panel we went to? Uh, not really? Just leave it? <laughs> well, we it was, it was the last panel that we had scheduled, and it was... Uh, Larry Nemechek's State of the Trek, where it's basically finding out, you know, where fans are on everything, and there were just a bunch of fuckheads in there. Yeah, it just, it felt like the worst parts of Trek Twitter, mm-hmm. and I, I should have figured that out before we went in. Well, the thing is, is that the first time we went to that, it was not like that at all. Yeah, it was super positive. Yeah. There seemed to be some excitement over things, I mean, other than know things going to a streaming service that people were upset about and, you know people have their reasons for that but that's just where we are these days with entertainment it's like yeah it's that's how you get your music that's gonna be how you get your television and your movies is through streaming services yep it's just the future of it at the moment but yeah just comments about mary sue's or just uh-huh. this insistence that next generation is like the only worthy Star Trek and everything should be that. You know, I'm going to be honest with you right now. All, everybody listening. And you can take this for what it's worth. It's simply my opinion. But if I'm going to go rewatch a Trek series, do you know what's at the bottom of my list? Next, Next Generation. Generation. Yeah, DS9's a good rewatch, especially just to see how things tweak and just for the long arc. And yeah, they were com- kind of complaining about. I mean, even Larry was kind of complaining about how things are uh, serialized now. I love serialized storytelling. And I was about to say, yeah, this really kind of started with DS9 and Babylon 5. You kind of have those two shows to blame for this. Mm-hmm. Is that's when they you know, really started pushing for that long-form narrative uh, on television. And then you later get stuff like, I guess NYPD Blue was doing some, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's really kind of earlier Trek is there to blame, but yeah, I like long form. Okay, fine. so it's the left lane that's closed? Oh, for fuck's sake. Shit. Shit sandwich. Trying to get over. There we yeah. go. See, I thought it was going to be the right lane, because it's usually the right lane, but today it's the left lane. Oh, yeah, course. we're to the screwy-up part of the the drive, I guess. Well, this isn't about rush hour. Yeah. This is about a lane being closed yeah. on a two-lane highway. On a Saturday evening. Yeah, great job, guys. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it was not the best way to end the day, especially after a day that was uh, frustrating to begin with. Yeah, I just was not in the mood. And this one guy kept misgendering Blue DeBario's character on yeah. Discovery and yeah. saying she. Yeah. And I just kept saying they. And applying the whole Mary Sue concept. Is like, what? They're an expert engineer. That's fine. It's, Where are you going, asswipe? Yeah, really. They're going to go as far as they can and then move Force over. Force themselves in. Yeah. We should just cut him off. Just don't let him in, guys. Don't let him in. Wasn't Mythbusters that said this is actually the way you're supposed to do it? I hope not. Yeah. It's whether you're supposed to get in early when you zip up on a closed lane or whether you're supposed to do it at the last minute. And what works better? Well... The thing is, is that that is what causes this slowdown. Yeah, if they managed to zip up earlier, it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, so, kind of a bummer day, and here's <laughs> another guy. Oh, that guy's not letting anybody else in. He's like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Fuck all y'all for passing everybody. Yeah, I already had let somebody in front of me, so fuck you. Suddenly we're swearing a lot. That's because driving. Yeah, driving and just kind of a day. But we had Thursday and Friday, and those were good days, as you could tell from us talking about it. Just today was mm, not as good. Yeah, next time I'm going to do my cosplay on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday's a good day for it, because it's light, and yeah. It's not as crowded, and so on. Yep. Oh, well, sorry to end on kind of a bummer. I'm trying to think of what else to talk about that happened today, but not much. Yeah, not much. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Just, uh, just kind of a bummer day. Oh, well, on a weird note, um, I tried out magnetic fake eyelashes for the first time today. Because I wanted to be super dramatic. Mm -hmm. And, uh... It, they work really well. Really, really well. Yeah, they're, they're long and they're kind of a better comfort thing. Well, and they also stay on. Yeah. yeah. The biggest problem with adhesive is that I can never get it to look right when I'm trying to attach them. With this, it just goes where the, the eyeliner goes because the eyeliner has the magnet in it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's magnetic eyeliner. And then... You have these five little maggots, maggots, maggots. magnets, <laughs> magnets across the uh, the lash line on the lashes, and you just stick them on. Mm-hmm. They just grab on and they stay. Stay. They stay. Good lashes. And they are not painful to pull off either. Nice. It is a bit of a chore to get the eyeliner off, from what I've heard. Mm. We will see what that's like when I right <laughs> after I have something to eat. I'm going to take a shower. And I'm going to scrub off all the nastiness of right. the con. Yeah. Woof. Uh, so, well, I guess I'll end there. And I'll probably have a dark track to end on when I determine one that kind of fits the theme of these last three days. And uh, we'll return with, will be our October shows coming? Yeah. I think. Our Halloween st- Halloweeny stuff. Halloweeny. So you should have four episodes next month. Dun dun so, dun. That'll be good fun. 
And so that will be us calling it for our Fem X21 experience. Laters. Bye. And there you have it. Our three days report from Fan X21. And now to leave you with the promised dark track. It dawned on me with discussion of Brandy's cosplay exactly what song we should end on. That is the song Loki by Damsel in the Dollhouse from the album Playthings. Damsel in the Dollhouse is a band we played before, so uh, not much to say other than it's some fun, tongue-in-cheek, somewhat subversive, female-fronted, industrial rock. So here's Damsel in the Dollhouse with Loki, and we'll catch you next time with our October shows. Later!
dark corner.